0: Come on. I feel great. Hallelujah. He's risen from the dead. You know, on Friday we had a um, Good Friday service, and uh, we mourned, and we mourned the cross. But today's Sunday. Come on. Today is Sunday. Today is the third day where he rose again from the grave. Come on. Hallelujah. What an opportunity to be able to serve the risen, living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, if he didn't rise again, guess where I'd be? Probably in jail or in bed. Seriously, because what's the sense? What's the sense of serving somebody? Paul said if, if he didn't rise again, we would be most miserable because we'd still be in our sins. We'd still be bound by drugs. We'd still be bound by lust. We'd still be hurting and brokenhearted. But he rose again on the third day. He conquered death. He conquered the grave and now we could be free and we could be happy and we could have peace and we could have joy and I'm going to celebrate anyway. Hallelujah. Come on now. You guys at least you know, hey, in the morning they had excuse they were tired. One guy was sleeping and I went like this and he goes, "It's all good." Like I said, it's exciting to be a part of the resurrected Christ. We're the answer for the world today, because without Jesus rising again, there'd be no hope for this messed-up world. We're in a time, a place in the history of mankind that is more devastating and more frail than it's ever been in the history of mankind. You know, it's different when when you got a, a Korean, uh, uh, a person that leadership that's being crazy and threatening us with bombs that can't reach us, right? That's crazy. It's a horrible sight. But you know, last week, the president of Russia was bragging about a missile that they have right now. And the name of that missile in Russian, I don't know how to pronounce it, but if you translate it to English, it's called the Satan missile. And that missile, he said, could land anywhere in the world and he's bragging about this power and authority, and they have maps in the background, and the audience is clapping, and they have uh, uh, some targets, and one of the targets is Florida. I mean, that's a, that's a crazy place. That's a place of instability. That's a place of where, where is our foundations, where is our life planted at. But thank God, Jesus said, hey, there will be wars and rumors of wars, but be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. He rose again from the dead to show us that we don't have to fear what's to come. Though the earth pass away, we will still yet serve him. Amen? Because he's a mighty God. Hallelujah. Calm down, Andrew. Calm down. I can't help it. If I drink some water, maybe that will mellow me out. huh? What do you think? Not a chance. I'm just thirsty. Thank you so much for coming and celebrating Christ with us, the Resurrection Sunday. You know, it's such, such a blessing. You know, we think about, you know, just celebrating that Jesus died for all of our sins. Because none of us were born righteous. You ever notice that? You didn't, when you have a kid, I had six kids, I didn't teach them how to steal or lie or cheat, but guess what? They learned how to do it somehow. Like, who taught you how to do that? I don't know. It just was in his nature. And it was in Papa's nature to give him a little whooping, too. So, But it's in our heart, the wickedness of Adam in our heart, where we want to we wanna do wrong. We, we have this desire in our flesh, and we cannot overcome our flesh. We can't overcome the world in our own strength. We could only do it through the power of a resurrected Christ, only by the spirit of the living God that dwells in us. Now, the doctrine of Christ in his death and resurrection is the foundation of Christianity. Remove this foundation and the whole fabric falls. All our hopes for eternity sink at once. And it is holded by the truth that firmly Christians are made to stand in the day of trial and to keep faithful to God. Because with God, we can do it. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus said this, Paul said this to the Romans who were the conquerors of the world at that time. Romans, you don't mess with no Romans. Come on, bro. They were tough dudes. But you know what God told the Romans when he wrote to the church? He said, look, I know you're tough and I know you're a conqueror, but guess what? You're more than a conqueror through Christ that loves you. When you have Christ in your life, when you have the resurrected Lord inside your heart, you could become victorious in any area of your life. Amen. Because it is because he rose again. Hallelujah. Let's go to the first slide. Paul, my brother Paul, you know, he's, he's my homie. I mean, him are, are tight because I've read his books several hundred times. I feel like I'm kind of close to him. I went to the movie. Anybody see the movie, Paul? Just came out a movie called Paul. I recommend seeing it, but if you love Paul, I guarantee you bring some handkerchiefs because bro, bro gave his life to the Lord. Because he knew that if he died, it doesn't matter. To be absent in the body is what? Be present with the Lord. Because he met a resurrected Christ on the road to Damascus. He was ready to challenge the Christians, he was torturing them, he was doing all evil, he caused havoc for the church. But in the middle of that, God shines on him and says, Paul, Paul, why persecute thou me? Don't you know it's hard to work against what you're doing? He said, who are you? He says, I'm Lord Jesus Christ, whom you persecute. You know, when somebody hurts the church or somebody persecutes the body, you're not persecuting just them. You're persecuting him. So Paul had a major conversion, and that he was willing to give his life. the Lord but here's what in his quest as he was um, uh, with the changed life he said this is one thing I want to do I want to know him how many want to know Jesus come on I want to know him I don't want to know about him I don't want to just read about him because I've read over and over about Jesus I know a lot about Jesus man I got the concordance out the Greek the Hebrew I'm trying to learn about Jesus but more than learning about him, I want to know him. I want to know him as the Lord and the master of my soul. We sing one song that says we lay down ourselves as an offering to him. We give our lives to him because we want to know him. Paul said, I have one big quest. I know I was religious and I was established in all different kinds of ways, but this is what I want to do. I want to know him. And guess what else you want to know? The power of his resurrection. See, if you have just religion, religion will only get you so far. It might get you far enough where you put a tie on 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 Easter. How many got a tie on? I was trying to put mine on, but my neck was hurt. Forgive me, for I have sinned. No, not really. It might get you to dress better, to look better, religion. It might get you to think about good stuff. But religion, without truly knowing him, will only get you so far. Paul said this, if righteousness came by religion or righteousness came by the law, then Christ died in vain. Why would Jesus die if we could make it to heaven by doing our own works? He knew that we couldn't do it on our own. He looked down. He was a a lamb slain before the foundations of the earth. He knew that we needed him. So he died for us. Paul said, I want to know him. You can go back to that other one, man. There you go. Know him in the power of his resurrection and being conformed to his death by any means that I might obtain the resurrection from the dead. You know, ultimately, as we know Jesus, we walk with him, we serve him, we love him, we advance his kingdom, we build up the body, we reach out to other people. But ultimately, one day, we're going to really know him. Why? Because we're going to be like him because we'll see him as he is because our spirit will meet God someday. Hallelujah, we're going to meet God. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It doesn't matter what religion you came from. It doesn't matter what background you came from. You're going to get to know him one way or another. But Jesus died on the cross. Did you like when it split the curtain on the video? The curtain got split. Before that, before when Jesus was on the cross, there was a, the veil in the temple, and it could only be reached behind that veil. Once a year, the high priest would go behind there, and he'd offer up blood sacrifice, and he'd offer up all these sacrifices. But every year, he had to come back because he's guilty of their sin. But when Jesus died on the cross and said, it's finished, he rented the veil from top to bottom all the way. This is a 60-foot veil about four inches thick. And he said, now... You don't need a high priest because you got a high priest. His name is Jesus Christ. You could enter in now with confidence. Like, be like, dude, I'm going in. I got to do no blood sacrifices. I don't have to do a bunch of penance. All I have to do is acknowledge the blood of Jesus Christ, and I'm going in to the holies of holies. The Bible says, let us therefore boldly enter into his throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find help. In the time of need. Anybody need some mercy? Anybody need some grace? Come on. He's the author of grace. With Moses came the law, but with Jesus came grace and truth. And it's available to all of us because he died and rose again. You could go to the next one. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, we're all going to die, aren't we? You know, I, you know, did I come to church on Easter to find out I'm going to die? I already know that. No? Well, guess what? You know, med- medicine has really advanced, hasn't it? Technology's advancing all the time. I got to keep on uh, hitting my app because it keeps on saying, you know, it's revamped, revamped, revamped. And the phones are going so fast and our technology. I mean, on a little phone, you, could, you got enough computer memory that it could have held all NASA, all these gigantic machines. We're advancing and advancing and advancing. But guess what? Fatality is still 100%. We're all going to meet God. We're all going to have appointment with Jesus. It's appointed unto man once to die, but then the judgment. Jesus bore on the cross our judgment because he knew that we couldn't get there without him. He was willing. He laid his life down like a lamb to the slaughter with his mouth quiet. They didn't force him to that cross. He laid himself down. The Bible says three times, he, I lay my life down. I have power and authority. Jesus had enough authority, he could have took care of some business. Lightly bolt on your cousin, bro, if you try coming at me with that spirit. I, I could take you and wipe you out. But he signed it himself, knowing that if he did not die and rise again, we wouldn't have this opportunity. But it says we're going to die. It says, it says, you um. Our lives, even though you were, your body will die because of sin, but the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. You know, that's the best place in the world to be. You might not have 10 bucks in your pocket, but if you're right with God, you're a rich person. You might not have all the success and all the education and all the accolades that the world could give you, but if you're right with God, think about it. You have peace with God. The Bible says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. You can lay your head on the pillow and say, though the bombs may come, though the earth may shake, though the trials may come, I'm right with God. I got myself some peace with God. And that's what he came to do. He said, my peace I leave you, not as the world gives I, but give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled and neither be afraid. Hallelujah. And then look at this right here in verse 11. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. See, that's the difference between religion and relationship. If the Spirit of God lives in you. John said it like this, he that has the Son has life. He that hath not the Son of God have not life. Paul said, what, know ye not your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. When we have the Holy Spirit in us, we have life. And it says this, it lives in you, and just as God has raised Jesus Christ from the grave, from the dead, he will give, will he give your life, your mortal bodies by the same way, living, uh, spirit living in you. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in our body. That's why a guy like me that I could not get off drugs when I was a kid, I was destined to be an alcoholic, I was destined to be, have a life of ruin, I was destined, I was cursed in a lineage of things that were happening to me and to people around me that it looked like there was no hope, and I tried to better myself. Anybody try to better themselves do no work? You know, me, I used to better myself, like I'd quit drinking for a month, and guess what I'd do after that month? I'd make up for the lost time. I'll be like, oh, 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 oh. I'm having fun. Blah. But I didn't like living that way. I didn't like being bound by sin. But because Jesus died and rose again, and some guy told me out in front of an Army PX, he said, Bro, he says, You a Christian? I said, Yeah, I'm a Christian. He goes, Are you saved? I go, Saved. I don't know that language. Safe from what? Man, I'm 23 years old. I don't need to be safe. I got guns. Safe from what? He goes, well, let me put it way. Are you born again? Born again? Born again? Now you really get me. I don't even know what you're talking about being born again. I feel like Nicodemus, like me, go back in your mom's womb. It's just crazy stuff. Don't you? He says, well, let me put it this way. If you died right now. Do you know without a shadow of a doubt you'd go to heaven? And the first thing came out of my mouth is, yeah, I would. Then I started thinking about it. I think I would. And I started thinking about it some more. I was like, dang, that's a serious question. I don't know if I'd make it to heaven. And he says, I could show you right now here on the steps in front of this store where you could receive Jesus Christ and get to know him and get to have the experience of the Holy Spirit in your body Right now, would you do it? I said, "Show me the way, bro. I'm on." I received Christ as my Lord and Savior. All of a sudden, alcohol became uh, no no longer a taste for alcohol, no longer a, a taste for drugs, no longer a taste for living a sinful life, no longer the idea of just. Cuss. I mean, I used to cuss so bad that even you know how they say sailors cuss and truck drivers cuss. Would well, they probably they might blush around me because I was cussing. And people are like, man, why are you cussing so much? Be like, who cares? Because it's in my heart. But God, when he comes in, that same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, it transforms you and changes your life. and gives you power that you never had before. I could say right now 36 years since I've had a drop of liquor. 36 years since I smoked a joint. 36 years. 36 years since I've been hooked. On different things and vices, God came in and did a work. Sort of like when he went into the temple when they were selling money in the church and he just turned the tables over. He was turning tables over like, whoa, whoa, God's taking this out, taking this out. I feel better. I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. Because God's spirit, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, dwells in our body. That's victory for you. That's victory for me. That's eternal life. That means no matter what happens, you can be assured of this. The Bible says the spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are a son of God, a daughter of God. Amen. Let's go to the next. And this is Paul declaring to the Corinthians church about this wonderful resurrection. Because, you know, what's weird about the Corinthian church, they had all kinds of trials. They had tribulations. They were like carnal. They did things. But for some reason, God was blessing them with spiritual gifts, that gifts of healing, gifts of anointing, gifts of um, miracles, uh, words of prophecy, gifts of tongues. I mean, they were walking in gifts, but they were still walking in some areas of, of, of uh, shady areas. And it said that um, somehow the doctrine came to the Corinthians, who God showed himself strong, and, and, and they started thinking that there, that there was no resurrection. And that's when Paul said, man, we'd be most miserable. We'd be the worst, people, the worst people in the world if we didn't have Jesus rising again. So here's his address to them. He says, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received and you stand. Let me tell you something. If you live for Christ and you let him come in and you don't play games with him, if he just isn't a lucky charm or a rabbit's foot for you to get you out of your next trial, but if you surrender your life to God, you could stand and say, man, after having done all to stand, I'm going to stand there and trust in God's word because he rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. You could stand. God didn't call us to crawl. He didn't call us to be whipped he called us to be strong in the lord and in the power of his might we could stand in him paul said which you stand i preached the word to you i preached christ's crucifixion i preached the resurrection and now you stand by which you also are saved and you he says if you know that's a pretty big word in the bible Did you know that if cuz that's contingencies there oh i love this i love this but if You hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. Next verse. For I delivered unto you first of all that which also received from Christ, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. I love how Paul says, look, it ain't by what I say, according to this. How do we know we can get this? How do we know that Christ rose from the dead? How do we know that that we can have life and have it more abundantly? According to the scriptures. God wants us to search out the scriptures and find it ourselves. He doesn't want us just to rely on preachers, teachers, and pastors, but he wants you to search the scriptures yourself and find out how good God is, how awesome God is, how wonderful he is. And how he can help you through this life. The word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. When it gets dark in the world and it seems like it's gloomy, just pull out the Bible and let him lead you and guide you and direct you. And he will do it. Because the same Jesus that rose from the dead is the same one who inspired these holy men of old to write down these scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. Here we go. Paul said, "I, according to the scriptures... He said, and he, and he was seen by Cephas, and then by the 12 after that, he was seen by 500 brethren at once. And one of the greater parts remained to be present, but some of them had fallen. Paul was want to be honest. He's like, I know there was 500 people, but some people did die. But guess what? They died and went to heaven. If they believed in Christ. You know, something about a witness. Anybody ever do jury duty? See, so the hands are kind of like, yeah, I did. I convicted the guy. No, not really. Well, I did jury duty, and I like jury duty for one reason. First of all, they ask you, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm like, all right. I'll talk about Jesus. You, you ask me. All oh, you guys want to know what happened to me? Well, I used to be an alcoholic. I used to do this. And God came to my life and changed my life. And they're like, whoa. I wanted your address. I didn't want to know your whole line of lineage. but we were doing jury duty here in Salem and uh, they the jury the jury went out to lunch one day and I said I hope you don't mind but I want to pray for our lunch you know to thank the lord I go I, you know I am a pastor and I do pray they like oh it's okay just don't use Jesus name no they're probably thinking that they didn't say that but you know what I said at the end of it thank you lord in Jesus name <laughs> and so nobody was offended it was all good but the case was so close and hard to decide because, you know, when you get a prosecutor that's good, they, when they're done, you're like, he's guilty. Then when you get a defender who's good, when they're done, you say, he's innocent. Well, it was a complicated case, and it was difficult. So right before we were ready to make a verdict or to get together and to make our final decisions, we spent a night at home, came back in, and th- this lady comes in, and she goes, she shuts the door, and she goes, She goes, I hope you guys don't mind. But can we have the preacher pray? I don't know which way to go. And so I just prayed, Lord, you said if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives to all men liberally. And we just start praying, Lord, just give us wisdom, give us this and that. And I believe that ultimately that God's righteousness prevailed. But it's because witnesses make a difference. Jesus had five hundred of them. He wanted to make sure that we knew without a doubt that he rose again. It's the most documented thing in the history of the of the of religion of anywhere. Is how many proofs that he that he gave. I mean, even when he visited the disciples, you know, he came in through the wall. You say, how did Andrew? How did he do that? He got God could go through walls. You think those um, superheroes got something, man. They got nothing on Christ. He walked through the wall and he showed his disciples. He said, here's my hands. If you look up John 20, 20, you get 20, 20 vision. He said, look at my hands. Look at my wounds. I am alive. And some doubted. And Luke it said, some doubted even in that. He says, okay, give me some fish. And he started grubbing down on some fish. He says, you know what, I'll take a honeycomb while you're at it. Just to prove them that ghosts, don't eat. Humans do. My body has risen from the dead. I am alive and I'm well. Hallelujah. And if you trust in me, I will never fail you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Feel my wounds. Now, now Thomas just happened not to be there. You know, and when he, when Thomas, Uh, came to the disciples and said, Jesus is alive, he's alive, he's alive. And Thomas like, bro, I ain't buying that. uh, uh." Because, you know, he saw them crucified. He saw they ran. They were scattered with the other sheep. They ran. They seen the torments. He could not believe that truly after Jesus is in the grave that he was truly risen. He was just being honest. A lot of times Thomas gets a bad rap, but how many times are we disbelieving? How many times do we not really believe in the true resurrected God? Think about it. If we truly believed in him, if we truly knew that he rose from the dead, how much more would we want to pray? How much more would we want to seek his face? How much more would we want to be among the brethren? How much more would we want to bring people to Christ? Because of our unbelief at times. And Jesus didn't rebuke. Later, you know, Thomas had to wait eight days before Jesus came back. Could you imagine sitting around while everybody's talking about Jesus and he's like, I don't believe it. Now, you know, seven days, six days, now for sure he didn't do it. Then all of a sudden Jesus comes in eight days later. He says, Thomas, behold my wounds. Behold my side. Go ahead. And Thomas just bowed down and said, my Lord and my God. He didn't even touch him. And Jesus said, you See me and you believe. Blessed are they that have not seen yet still believe. Anybody in here seen Jesus? You seen him? Well, that's good. Praise the Lord. Not too many of us seen Jesus. You probably saw him if you did in a vision. But none of us, mainly, most of us have not seen Jesus. But here's the deal. We are more blessed than the apostles because they got a chance to hold them, hug them, put their head on his breast, and love on him. And it was easy to believe that he was Jesus, especially as he came back. But us who just believe because of the words of the Bible, Jesus said, blessed are they, more blessed, more happy ones to be envied because we believe in him. Hallelujah. You believe in the Lord today? Come on. Let's go to the next scripture. Go to the next one. In conclusion, because they were arguing over whether Jesus rose again, and then Paul just said, hey, we'd be most miserable if Jesus didn't rise again. We'd all be in our sins, but thank God he did. He said, for this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortality must put on immortality. So that when corruption has put on incorruption and this mortality has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass. The saying is this, death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. You know that death is an enemy of God? God is not a friend of death. That's why he came to conquer death. He did it in his own self. He didn't just send a stuntman. He did it himself. He came and conquered death. Next verse. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? Next verse. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives who? Hey, gives us the victory. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse. Therefore, my beloved brethren, my beloved sisters, children, men, women, and children, what should we be doing? Knowing that Jesus rose from the dead, we should always be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for we know that our labor is not in the vein in the Lord. How do we know? Look, if he didn't rise again from the dead, we'd be guessing. We're not guessing. We're we're walking with purpose. We're walking with destiny. Amen. Let's stand as the music comes up. We're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He has made us victorious in everything that we do if we trust and rely upon him and give our lives to him. He's a good God. He didn't just stay in the grave, but he rose again. He went through the suffering, the pain, and the blood for me and you so that we can have victory and we can be a witness and a light to this lost and dying world. At this time, I want to give an opportunity. If you've not given your life to Christ, or if you've given your life before, and you just want to rededicate your life today, I'm going to, uh, you guys, let's play music. If you close your eyes, in the congregation because it's kind of a private thing. And you, you say, Pastor Andrew, I want to give my life to the Lord today. I want to serve this God. I want to know him. I don't just want to know about religion. I don't just want to go to your church. I don't want to just do the religious thing. But I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. If you want to do that, please raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. Say, I want to get to know Jesus right now by your hands being raised. Hallelujah. Amen. Just, you want to know him. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead will also bring life to your mortal body. Give you victory where you never could get victory before. Just want to know him. Just want to know him. I see that hand. I just want to know him. I don't want to be religious. I see that hand. I don't want to just be religious. But I want to know him. I want to receive him as my Lord and Savior. I want to. I want to live from him from this time forth. I see that hand, amen, hallelujah. We're going to to sing, they're going to sing a song, and the people that raise their hand, my wife and I will be up here if you want us to lead you in a word of prayer, to help you in a prayer of consecration, a prayer of dedication, and we would love to give you some materials to help you in this brand new walk, but we just say thank you, Jesus, again for rising from the dead and giving us a hope and a purpose for this world father i just thank you lord for every person that raised their hand i thank you for our church salem first i thank you for the visitors and people that are here we thank you so much that you rose from the dead to give us a second chance in life to give us victory over our flesh and over this world help us to serve you and to love you and may you bless this day as we fellowship with family and loved ones Thanks again for rising again from the dead. And everybody say, God bless you. Have a great day.